Good morning, good afternoon and good evening, wherever you are in the world today. My name's Paul Webb, I'm the founder of B2B Energy, and you are listening to Energy Speaks Back. Energy Speaks Back interviews energy experts from around the world. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening, and welcome to episode 31 of Energy Speaks Back. Weekly, I present to you experts from around the world, and today we are in Korea. And I'm interviewing an energy associate who I've met on my social media journey. Our purpose, as always, is to provide a good understanding of energy management knowledge from around the world, which is available today for us to deliver savings that impact on our planet. My guest today is a renewable and energy efficiency expert who has developed, managed and executed energy projects in both the developed and the developing countries, which have been sponsored by the United Nations. So, without any further ado, I give you Abdul Hamid Awolabi. Good afternoon, Abdul Hamid. And how are you today? I'm fine, Paul. And you too? Yes, I'm very well. It's a beautiful sunny afternoon in the UK. And I know it isn't sunny where you are. The sun must have well gone down in South Korea. Sure, sure. The time is almost 10 p.m. now in South Korea. So we're really um, honoured that you've stayed up um, away from your family to to take this interview with us today. And we really appreciate it. You're welcome. um, We've been speaking um, on LinkedIn. We've had quite a few uh, email transfers and we've been chatting through WhatsApp. It's been great to sort of get to know you that way. And we've had a, a one-to-one with you this morning. Um, Abraham, give us um, some background to you as a person and your background within the energy industry. Thank you so much, Paul. Like you said, I've been talking with you through so many devices, but we have not seen. This is the first time we're, we're having a, a chat through a media that we can see ourselves. So like you said, my name is Abdullah Hamid and my surname is Oulabi. So I'm from Nigeria and I happen to be a young and motivated building energy analyst. I, I have passion for building energy performance and I do this through the use of renewable energy technologies and energy efficiency measures to enhance the consumption of water, minimize waste production, increase energy efficiency, and create healthy living for sustainable development of cities across the globe. Presently, I am working with the Institute of Global Climate Change at the Kyungpook National University as a researcher renewable energy and energy efficiency energy efficiency specialist. And during this period, I have managed and have coordinated and even executed some renewable energy and energy efficiency project that has been sponsored by the United Nations, African Development Bank, Korea Energy Agency. And presently I'm working as a consultant for the global Green Growth Institute, GGGI in South Korea. And like I said, I 
if I should look at my years of experience in the field of energy management, I've gotten like at least four years of real work related experience in the field of um, energy management. What I do basically is I try to check the energy performance of a building using a software known as RedScreen. Red screen simply means renewable energy technology screen. It is a software that is developed by the Natural Resource Canada. And it is one of the most used or most sought after software in America and in Canada. This software, I use it to check the performance of the, the energy performance of buildings, be it residential or commercial buildings. And I can use this software again to do what is called the measurement and verification analysis. That is, this is the, the MV is the analysis that is developed by the evaluation on the EVO through the IPMVP. So I can do what is called the measurement and verification analysis with this software. And this software, again, I can do some regression analysis with, with it and it will give me the chance to at least know the problem, where the problem comes from before retrofitting and the energy that is being saved after retrofitting. So basically I uh, happen to be a building energy enthusiast. Let me just stop from there for now. There was a, nice to say, wow, that's quite, it's very impressive. There's quite a lot of points I wanna pick up from that. Um, Okay. I'm very refreshed that you mentioned water in there because whenever I talk about energy management, people would say, when we say the word energy, they say gas, electricity, oil maybe, but I always add water into it. um, Yes. Because for me, obviously we're heating water, we're using water. If we can save that process in any way, there is an energy saving. Um, Is that why you mentioned water or is it because it is a resource that we need to look after? You know, when we are talking about building energy performance, we, like you said, people always just look at it from the aspect of energy. No, it is not just energy. Water has to be included because inside your, your facility, there is water and this water, through this water, there could be a problem from the water that is affecting the building directly or indirectly. So, most importantly, you need to know where the problem comes from. That is the first thing you have to do. Sometimes when you are doing energy auditing, you can do a th- when you want to do a thorough energy ed- auditing, you have to include water in right. your analysis. You, you, you just don't have to stop in maybe the HVAC, the light, light equipment, and the, what's it called again? Maybe the computer, the... No, no, no. You have to include water because there are so many losses that is coming from water and it could have an effect on the energy. For instance, now, presently, you just said something, you told me something when we want to start. You said UK is still very cold and you need hot water. Yes. Since you need hot water, you are using maybe your gas or your electricity to generate or to 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 what was it called to get this hot water imagine the tap that you are using 
the knob is not that fixed. This hot water that you are, you, are, you are having using the gas or the electricity is going to be coming from the knob that is not fixed. That yeah. is wastage. So one way or the other, you have to include water because yeah. if that is happening, you will be using more electricity to have hot water or you have, you're going to be using more gas to have much, more, much water. So that is just it. I always call it my... Uh, my triple whammy, my triple whammy. So you're going to pay to use that water because it's dripping. You're, you're That's not, yes, you have to pay. You have to pay to get rid of it through your sewage. And then yeah, you're sure. paying for heating it. That is it. If it was associated with a swimming pool, you're probably paying to add a chemical to it. So you're losing sure. the significant so. cost. And water is very precious as far as I'm concerned. You know, we yes, need yes. to protect that flow of water and the, the consumption of water. So exactly. I'm very, I'm, you, you pushed um, so a lot of buttons in my brain regarding when you mentioned software, because I love software and an energy management around software. But just before we go into too much depth about the software, I want to know about you. What gave you the passion originally um, to learn about energy and, and the job you're doing today? What gives you, what's your drive every day? Sincerely speaking, I got this drive maybe three or four years back. Like my background wasn't in energy efficiency because I have my bachelor in a different area of field, different area of specialization. That is where I have my bachelor degrees. And even I have two masters. And these two masters was not in any related field at all to energy efficiency. But you know, when you want to do a PhD, this is what is going to define you you have to sit down and look at what you really wanted to do in life. So when I got to South Korea, I realized, because when I'm, where, where I came from, it's a temperate region. So the issue of winter or maybe summer or this is not there. Just maybe we call it raining season and dry season. So, and another thing is we don't usually use eater, floor eater. Yeah, yeah. So I don't really understand what is happening there. But when I came to South Korea for my master's, because I came to South Korea to do my master's before I, I, I did my PhD, that was where the idea now came, flow into me that come. I realized even if I own the eater, I still feel cold inside the room. What is causing this? I realized the building is not that energy efficient. What is this energy efficiency of a building all about? That is where I try to dig in, in. And from there, I realized this is what I can do my PhD on. So the passion just came from personal experience, what yeah, yeah. I felt inside the room. Because like other buildings around the world, most Korean buildings are not energy efficient especially right. those that were built maybe some decades back. So you burn gas, you pay more bill, and, it's, and at, the, at the long run, you feel cold inside the room again. So yeah. that is where the passion comes from. So like I can say like four years back. But what I've learned or what the things I've known within this short period of time, it's overwhelming. Would you like to one day take your knowledge 
back into your country and make a difference there? Is that your dream? Exactly. Sincerely speaking, what I wish to do is to just gain some knowledge. You know, like I said, like people always say that knowledge is what you acquire from the cradle to the grave. I believe, actually, I have a PhD, but I still need to learn from people, for instance, people like you that have been in the field for over 30 years, 40 years, because I realize this field is not about just reading books, making assumption. The most important thing about building energy efficiency or energy management as a whole is the day-to-day -day activities that's up, that is happening in each and everyone's home. So from there, you can gather experience and bring it together. So what, that is what I'm trying to do. After I've gotten all this experience and exposure, I wish to go back to my country to set up my own company that I cannot, because my, my in fact, my government, the government of my country rather, they too, they are planning to go to be emission free by maybe 2030, sorry, 2050. Right. So, and I want to be part of those that will contribute to that. Yeah, that's so, I, I touch on the, um, so my education, um, so my background is electrical engineer and wow. electronics engineer um, with a nuclear power station. And <clears throat> after that, when I got into energy management, I had to learn with my hands and my mind actually getting stuck into the job. I'm, by getting my hands dirty, doing regular works on energy assessments, working for controlled companies and, and things like that. There was never any books for us to pick up a book and learn energy management. Yes, yes. yes. We've always had to go in and, and, and sometimes it's trial and error. Yes, sure. <laughs> energy management with people is how you get people to make that difference. Exactly, exactly. So that, in fact, that is one of the reasons why I love the course. Oh, I love the job, brother. Because like you said, there's no particular book that you just pick and say, I will just want to read and digest and start using it. No. The best way to learn is from your day-to-day -day activities or your day-to-day -day interaction with building owners and even occupants. Yeah. Because the, the behavior of occupants really has a drastic effect on the building energy performance. Yeah. And my behavior is different from yours. And like others listening to us now, maybe I can be in this office and decide to just off the light. Another person will say, no, I don't want to off the light. And yeah. from there, we have different views. Exactly. Uh, my common stories are um, someone sitting next to each other in an office and someone's too cold, someone's too hot. Yes. The person who's too cold, they've got a very thin shirt on. The sure. guy who's too hot's got a jumper, maybe a jacket on. Exactly. You can never sure. get that. You can never sure. balance it. And you're Absolutely. always trying to adjust the building management system or the system around that particular person. Sure. Um, Absolutely. It's, a, it's a, a battle every day and a challenge that we have um, to try and address these issues. But it, it's always addressed from the people side, I think. It's the best place to address energy yes. management as a starting point. Yes. So I'm interested, so your software actually um, helps with um, people, you, you run analysis on the property and you can analyze the people behavior. Is that what you're saying? 
No, you what I what I you you mean with the software or what yeah. I've done? When the software, when when you look at the, your software and your the analysis that has been done, you can actually identify behavior patterns with people. No, no, the software cannot do that. Right. The software was not designed designed to do such. You know, from what we have learned is that the first thing you have to do is if you want to propose any retrofitting measures to, to maybe building owners is, you have to do thorough energy audit. Right. A thorough assessment. So it is from the assessment, you have to draw what is called a survey. From there, you ask so many questions. You ask the, the people living in the house so many questions. It is from their question. Then, what after that? What I will do is I will I will request for the bills, the gas bills and the electricity bills for at least maybe two three years. So if you get if you have seven years, because the more the data, the yeah. accurate the results. Exactly. So when I have these bills, I put all the informations I need inside the software, and from the software I can easily tell them that this. For instance, maybe in 2017, you use so, so so amount of gas, and in January, this is what happened, and you are not supposed to use that amount of gas in January. So that is where the 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 behavioral well, yeah. uh, what's it called comes from. So from there, I can able to advise that maybe next January you should do this, and it is not as if maybe I will just be saying it. I will have to show them because they are going to see the regression analysis and other beneficiary analysis inside the software. Then from there, I will just advise them that this is what you have to do before you, for you to at least reduce your energy consumption. And another thing I can do with the software is I can put the all of the building or the facility rather inside the software. How? By having correct data, the, the, the house data, I'll put it, I cannot advise them that, okay, you know, we have a base case and a proposed case. The base case is the entire building and from the little experience I've gathered around from the little jobs I've done, I can propose that instead of you using two, this kind of window, you should use this kind of window. So, and the software can tell them the amount of energy that will be saved right. if they use the window I proposed. And not just that, it is going to tell them how much they are going to pay. That is the incremental cost. And the most important again is that it will tell them when the amount they paid, they will get it back. That is the simple payback. That, so those are the things I can do again with the software. Then after I've done all this for them and they incorporated all the changes in the house, after a month, sorry, after a year, for instance, at, at least a year, I will come back again to the house, collect the, some, some information again. Then that is where I have to do what is called the measurement and verification analysis, m and It is from the m and I can now tell them that, yes, with the retrofitting measures we did, this is the amount of energy you are saving or that you have saved. Then this is where we can now conclude the retrofitting measures really works. So that is 
what the software does. Excellent. That sounds really good. Um, yes. And where this software is it just based in uh, South Korea? Is it? Is it where? It's no. Like I earlier said, it is a software that is developed by the Canadian government. Right. And in fact, I was given a license. I can't say a license, but I was given a recommendation. Let me use that word, not a license. Sorry, to be the the person that will be teaching the software in South Korea here. I have the letter with me and I might share the screen with you if you want. Yeah, yeah. So I I can go to colleges, I can go to offices to teach them how to use this software, not just for energy management, even for renewable energies, because the software do two things, renewable energy and energy efficiency. So it is a software that is developed by the Natural Resource Canada and under the, the government of Canada, that is, so it's it's a widely used software in Canada and in, what's it called, in USA. And for you to be an expert in the software, you have to do training that has been organized by the Canadian Institute of Energy Training, CIET. So I've done the training. Actually, I've not collected my, my certificate is still with them, but I've done the training. And after the training, you do some exams and you'll be certified. So presently, I'm a, I'm, I am a certified red screen expert professional. Yeah. So And this software, can you can apply this software to all types of buildings, residential and commercial, as you said, yeah? Yes. You can even apply this software to... Greenhouse buildings, right? Not you can apply it for residential. You can apply this software for commercial buildings. You can apply for for greenhouse agricultural buildings. You can apply it for so many things. Just and what have you just named the building? And does it give the uh, the property a score at the end of it? You said. Does it give the property a a score or a benchmark at the end of the uh, when after running it? Sure, sure. You, you know, this software can do four things. Like you said, it could do benchmarking analysis. This software can do visibility analysis. This software can do performance analysis. And it could do portfolio analysis. Right. So it's it's all encompassing. You can, it's a software that you, at least for the portfolio analysis, I can just sit here and compare my, my facility with the facility in UK and use it to do some benchmarking. So yeah. it's 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 software that is very, very good. It does four things to You can use it to do four things. Benchmarking, visibility, performance, and portfolio analysis. So we could have a building or a group of buildings and we could just run this software on each of the buildings. It will benchmark sure. the buildings and it will give exactly. us a score and sure. recommendations of what we need to be doing. Perfect, perfect, perfect. It could do that. That is the portfolio analysis aspect of the software. The, four, the one I described earlier was the was the performance analysis of the software and the visibility analysis of the software. So and it's good. for our listeners today, can they get? Um, is there a website that we can point them to later on um, in this interview when I put some yes, in? yes. Uh, the soft just for, let, let let them just type. Red screen expert software right. on Google. 
the downloading is free, but for you to have access to the professional mode, you have to be paying every year. Yeah, yeah, subscription. Less than 1,000 Canadian dollars. And you see the reason for at least... What we'll do is when we launch this podcast, we'll actually put the link in the bottom. So if anyone's listening now, the link is um, going to be in our LinkedIn promotion when we set this. Yes. In fact, there. what I want to do, you know, I always do some webinars on through LinkedIn. Yeah. I have two webinars coming. The first one is the energy auditing using this software. And the second webinar is going to be on measurement and verification analysis using this software. So uh, I, I have something I'm doing presently. Maybe if I, I'm true with it, I will I will do the webinar. Right. By the grace of God. Please use so, this platform. We, we're more than happy. We'd like to like that to sure. be shared. This is sure, the idea sure. of our podcast is to share energy experts' knowledge around the world. And this has yes. been a perfect scenario where we've we're listening to. New, we all need to know this, all these new technologies that are out there for us to, to grasp. Yes. And yes. they're cheaper yes. to grasp and they're ready to be used. Yes. And one thing I like is to teach people. I love to impact knowledge in, in, in maybe students, government officials, and what have you. So like Ailea said, maybe people should watch out in the next few, in the next few weeks, there's going to be what was, it, what was it called? Poster for the webinar, and the webinar is going to be free. Yeah. Because uh, the webinar is being supported by the Red Screen, like I said, and the CIET. They are the one backing this webinar up. So I always do my webinars free. Of So all you just have to do is register, and when the time comes, you enjoy the free package. And I'm going to run them through how this analysis can be done. We are going to use a case study, maybe. A facility here in Korea or anywhere in the world. So we're going to use, I'm going to teach them what the software is all about. And after that, I'm going to run this analysis for them to see. So it's going to be interesting. So viewers should watch out for the yeah, webinar. We, we definitely will be doing that. So there's, um, what was your, what's your Future, I know you want your long, long, long-term future is to go back to Nigeria, to, to your homeland, to really, you know, stamp your authority on the environment there. What's your short-term goals currently? Sincerely speaking, my short-term goals is to acquire as much knowledge um, as possible in this field and to, because, you know, I want to contribute to the sustainability of, the environment. And I believe what I have presently is not enough. I, I still have a lot to learn from people like you and other experts in the field around the globe. And I believe the best way is to at least key myself in a, in a company that aligns with my ideology. Why I said my ideology is a company that is working on energy efficiency, energy building energy performance or facility performance, any, any from there I can learn so many things because the most important knowledge we need to learn or we have to learn in this field of ours is your day-to-day -day interaction, like I earlier said. It is from there you can now fight tune your experience that yes, 
if you do this, this is what is going to happen. If you go to this, this is what is going to happen. So my short-term goal is to secure a good job, maybe in UK or any other country, especially more, uh, maybe English-speaking country because of my family, because the language is not that easy to, and at this <laughs> At this stage of mine, I cannot be learning any other language again. It is not that easy. Yeah. Instead of <laughs> learning a language, yeah, sure, because we, you know, I don't need to talk about Nigeria to you. We, that is the official language, and this is what we've been taught right from cradle. So it's part of us. So for me to now learn another language, instead of me learning another language, I'll use it to learn another software package. That's yes. going to be useful to me. So yeah. when I see such a job, maybe in the UK or Australia, Canada, New Zealand, I will definitely take the offer because so that I can gain more experience. And after that, after gathering this experience, I will go back home. I personally like to see you in the UK working because I'd, I'd like to come and spend some more time chatting sure. with you over, over a coffee and just chewing the fat about software and about what you're doing. I think you're yes, yes, doing yes. an amazing job there. And it's very respectful that you're doing that in, in a country where you're struggling with the language and it's yes, tough for you. you. And your family there as well. And that's really admirable. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, it's going to be... A thing of joy for me to sit one on one with you in the UK and have a coffee. At least you've been saying this for like maybe up ten time now. So I will take that as a prophecy. Maybe I will come to UK and we'll have and not just the coffee. I have to say this on this platform. I said that I still have a lot to learn. Sincerely speaking, whether I come to UK to work, I go to Australia, I go to USA, you are one of the top person that I, I have a lot to learn from. Thank Why you. am I saying this? I'm not just saying this because we are on, 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 on the set. I'm saying it because I've interacted with you. I realize you have what it takes to lead us. In, in this field of energy management. And sometimes some of the posts you put out there, anytime I just clicked on it, I learn one or two things instantly. Thank you. So why not, instead of me now peeping, looking at you from afar, why not just sit with the, the knowledge itself and just take it? Yeah, yeah. So sincerely speaking, I, you've been, I'm, I'm been doing a great job. I'm blushing ever. Thank you very much. Sincerely speaking, Paul, you don't need to blush. I am saying the truth. Thank you. If you That's think, great. if you interview 10 people today in your field, at least seven will say this. And seven over 10, it's not a small mark. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. This, that, um, for the, for the uh, benefit of the listeners, I won't be cutting that out like I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have to have it. Um, it's really great having you here. There's, I always like to put my interviewees on the spot. Sure. What, 
in your experience, what is there as a takeaway for our audience today that can you give back to our industry? Is there anything you can give back today? Thank you so much, Paul. Like I said, I've been trying to give back and where I believe I can give back is true learning. And that is why I decided that I will be taking a webinar maybe once a month or twice a month, depending on my availability. And uh, uh, for me to give back 100%, I said any webinar I give is going to be free. Why am I doing this? I want so many people to join this fight. Yes, let me use that word. Yeah. Like you said, we don't have a textbook we are using. We don't have... And in fact, in the university, the only few, only few maybe universities that you are going to see that, yes, they have energy management as a course. It is either it is embedded under climate change department or it is embedded under architecture. So it is not that a straightforward course that you have to do. It's just a specialization and it is only for few. So for me to now bring people convince people that this is the field you need to, to take. This is the road you need to follow. I believe I have to showcase what the field is all about by doing some posting on LinkedIn, by doing free webinar, by doing consultations for small and large companies within Korea and outside Korea. In fact, just of recent, I was part of I just received the message from Lawrence Berkeley University in California. And I was enlisted at, as one of the 120 researchers across the globe from, yes, that is working on, on how to make our society better in terms of building energy performance. Mm -hmm. And in fact, when I saw the message, I was overwhelmed because I've heard so much about Berkeley Lab, and for me to be part of such a lab is a great honor for me. And when I went through people on the on what's it called on the on the platform, I realized there are people that I can learn so many things from. So from there again, it's like giving back to the society because we are not being paid; it's a freelance. And aside that, I am doing some volunteering work for some organizations in Canada. I'm doing some in Australia. I'm doing some in, even back in my country. All this is to give back to the society because I realized that doing volunteering job is something that could make you to give back what you have gotten from the society. And I, I'm looking for a UK company that I'm going to be doing volunteering for, so <laughs> at least. So sincerely speaking, I've been trying to give back to the society the little I could. So but I know I still have I still have so many things to give back to the to the society, but at least I'm just taking a step after another step. So that is just it. Brilliant. That's amazing. Thank you. Really refreshing to hear. And, and you know, I, I love the way you want to give back so much to the industry and to the to the planet, really, because the planet will gain from all of this. So exactly. it's admirable. Abdul um, Hamid, uh, yes. it's been very great catching up with you. I'm just so pleased that we've met many months ago and we've been 
chatting and, and talking. Uh, it's funny, so. even though we just chat sometime on WhatsApp, I can still feel the smile in my face when I'm talking to you, and I can feel the passion all the way from Korea that you're... you're yes, you're, thank you. It's, it's amazing what you're doing. Thank you so thank much. Thank you very much for your contribution uh, you. to our industry. And I would like to wish you very well in, in, in your career. And please, you and your family, in these times, please be safe. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Paul. And I want to say this as the final notes. For the fact you don't have, you you don't ask me to say the final note, but permit me to say this. That's, you know, some people in life. You you meet some people in life, and they change your course, positively or negatively. I can say this authoritatively that you are part of the people, the few people that I've met that have changed my path positively. You have impacted so many things inside me positively. And one thing I learned from you is you always come down to everyone's level. You don't need to tell me how big you are, how I know, I know, but you always come down to everyone's level, not just to me, I've seen it around through LinkedIn, the way you always relate. And this is a kind of behavior that people should emulate. So I'm using this to tell people watching this that Paul's behavior is a behavior someone should emulate because you are down to earth, sincerely speaking. And this is something I love about you. You are not someone that you are going to chat with and you feel why did I have to chat with this person? You just, no. You relate with people, especially me. You've done this to me on several occasions. You relate with me as if maybe we are we are equal. And yeah. no, I, yes, we are. But from yeah, where yeah. I come from, you remember I told you where, where I come from, we are not equal. You are oh, like yeah. a father. To, you are like a father to me. But yeah. let us just leave that culture okay. aside. <laughs> uh, professional Let's be professional. So, but at the same time, even at the professional level, we are not equal. For instance, if the two of us are looking for a job, I just have four years experience in energy management. Your experience, maybe four times four times four is going to be your own experience. So now tell me, are we still equal? No. Yes, because we are, because we're human beings <laughs> and we've both got the same sure. in what we're doing. Exactly, we, exactly. I treat everyone how I want them to treat me. Um, exactly. But you should know there is hierarchy in life. Okay. You, what's it called? The Prime Minister of UK. <laughs> yeah. You, I can't say you are equal with him because of where he is presently, not because of mm. the age. Mm. So if you should take this, me and you, we are not equal. But at the same time, what I'm just trying to bring out is you don't look at that. Yeah. You don't look at maybe you are older, you are smaller, your age or your experience. You carry people along. And this is something that is very good of you. So I urge you to please keep this up. Because you, you are using, you are, what you are doing, you are motivating young people like us. Because if we don't have someone to look up to in this profession, Someone you can run to when you have a problem. The problem I'm trying to bring out, I'm trying to say is maybe professional problem. You, whoa, please, I'm facing this problem in a particular facility. What can I do? 
when we don't have someone like that, it's going to be very difficult for us. Even the passion we have for this our profession is going to be coming down. So please keep it up. I will definitely be keeping it up. I've started something and I'm going to finish it. So Sure, by the grace of God, sure. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much. It's been You're a welcome. real pleasure. You take care and you be safe, yeah? You and your family. Thank yes. you. And you too. I wish you the best. Okay? Good night from here. Thank you for listening today. And thank you to my special guest. And if you want to know more about managing your third largest expense, please go to our website on b2benergy.co.uk. That leaves me with one more thing to say. Be safe.